Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass, your weekly automotive podcast hosted by two rather uninformed enthusiasts. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I'm Sam from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass. I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. And you can watch us each week on YouTube. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most podcast players. We hope you enjoy the episode. Well, here we are, another live event. Everyone, thank you so much for coming. Give yourself a round of applause. We are back, Tony. We are back where it all began. Back at Duke of London uh, with the beautiful Dino's Heist backdrop. By the way, those of you watching or in the room, all of this stuff, I believe, and I probably shouldn't say this, but I believe it's for sale. I should have checked that before I just said that. Anyway, Dino's Heist on Instagram, some incredible uh, memorabilia, also some cars provided by the Duke of London team. Uh, it's, a great, it's a great venue, this one. Obviously, where I used to have STG Studio, STG HQ, yeah. before we relocated. But it's where we did our first live event, so it's quite nice to come back here, isn't it? Yeah, a bit cold, but yeah. But it's a beautiful sunny day, and we've Lovely. met some nice people and seen some nice cars. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, we're well, very we don't grateful. know if they're nice yet. Well, no, <laughs> I say we've seen some nice cars. Today, because of some parking issues that they have outside, a lot of people have to go and park in the multi-story just next door. And we actually haven't seen a lot of those cars yet. Ben has been taking photos, and we're going to be surprising ourselves for the Rate My Ride Well, did section. he actually go up there? Are you, are yeah, you yeah, yeah. So oh, right. Ben's been getting all the shots. Good boy. So we don't know what we're about to see. Usually we have a quick spin around just so Tony can get the, you know, his blood boiling and salivating at the mouth. Oh, I'm going to go in on that. <laughs> um, but you've there's had no preparation. Uh, well, there's still a couple that have got me blood boiling. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Been out. So, uh, so, yeah, so that's where we're obviously going to kick things off. Uh, we've also got some exciting news regarding my GT3 to share. We'll come back to it's that coming. later. Oh, um, uh, and a few, few other topics uh, <laughs> before we do our Q and A towards the end. So let's let's launch in, mate. Let's just let's not mess around. Let's go straight in with the first rate my ride. It is an old BMW. I know nothing else about it's it. An old five, it's an old five. Series. It's an old five. Series. It's an old five. It's not similar to the five thirty MLE behind us. Uh, a lovely black. It's that's not an M five. Who's the old black? I guess seventies or eighties BMW owner. Is, uh, Have we made that same mistake we did at the last event where we've just taken photos of random cars that aren't actually... Does anyone own an old BMW? Is it that one? Is it an old 5 Series? 6i, 6y. Right. Phew. God, you might panic me then. <laughs> last time we did this, like a load of random photos in a car park that weren't even at the event. When we, when we said old 5 Series, did you genuinely think more than one of them would come? 
<laughs> that won't Wilder. be me. They it would have said dark blue if it was mine. Yeah. <laughs> it's not an M, right? It's 525E, not because it's hybrid, I'm assuming. Oh, it's an economy model. Correct. Oh. It doesn't sound for electric or nothing. No, that's a new I actually thing. really like that. Like, genuinely, like, because that rem- reminds me of my you're youth. Being too, you're being no, too no, nice. No, 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 no. It's un- unauthentic. Mate, listen, People no, don't believe you. No, I, uh, I'm being genuine. Honestly, I'm not, I'm not going to make stuff up because you told me to calm down. I'm not listening to you. I do genuinely like that. Like, that's my youth, mate. That's, it's an 80s car, right? Yeah. 83. You yeah. were about 10 years old. No, no, I wasn't. I was <laughs> just about being born, but I remember it. Well, super nice to say, after my experience with this 530 Emily, which is right behind me, uh, I'm a real fan. And do you get that appreciation that I got, which is everywhere you go, people just give you a little bit of a nod of like boxy BMWs. People like them, yeah. Okay, very And nice. can I tell you something about that car? Well, back in the day when that was new, BMW were exclusive. Like if you drove a BMW back then, you was like, you'd hit the jackpot. And there was none of these deals where they'd give you loads of money off. You'd literally get a cassette player as an option, and that's it. So it, it was a prop, like, prop, prop bit of kit. It was that back in the day, mate. That was like, because everyone drove around in Cortinas and crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, thank you for bringing it. I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad you made it. Um, from old BMWs to new, a nice i8. Don't see, don't see too many. Oh, there you go. I, so did you come together as a BMW crew? No. But now, but now, now you've met each other, you're like, we're going to be friends. <laughs> I hate, you know, such a weird one because I feel like actually over time, I don't know about all of you, I kind of appreciate them a bit more than I did at one stage. They were so ahead of their time, weren't they? Like, if you think about it, hybrid supercar, sports car. But Not a supercar. But that's the thing. Okay, hands up if you think of the I8 as a supercar. Yeah, no. Thank way. God. What about as a sports car? Yeah, yeah. it's... It is a sports it's car. It's a sports car. Yeah, it's yeah, a sports yeah. car. Practicality can be a bit weird, but you've got to get over that huge uh, step into the cars. What's it called? Get used to it. Get used to it. Okay. Yeah, you sort of fall in and. You sort of fall in, yeah. yeah. You've got to be careful with your head. And oh, yeah. Anyway, very cool. Uh, as is a beautiful hybrid Panamera. Now, I actually am not a huge Panamera fan, but I'm a hybrid fan. I've become a big hybrid fan. I'm going to talk about it more when I review my 296 GTS drive. But for a daily Panamera hybrid, you're not really going wrong. Well, it's not like a, the hybrid of today's. Though. I mean, that, that barely does any miles per gallon on the, the hybrid. It anyway. does about 10 miles on the electric range, Top. doesn't it? Who, where's, where's our... Around 20 miles. Around 20 miles. Well, that's 20. a lie. <laughs> that's a lie. <laughs> Don't call it's, it not, it's not 20 miles, surely. Is it really? There you go. It's Blimey. proven you wrong, hasn't it? I thought it was about four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, hold on a sec. Did someone actually bring an M5? <gasps> Who bought the Oxford M5? The M5. Uh, you, sir. That is glorious. What's the colour? What's the paint colour? Oxford green with an ivory interior? Champagne interior. Oh, hello, sir. Did we go to school together? <laughs> That is super nice. How'd you find it? How long have you had it? Two years yesterday. Has it done a lot of miles? All oh, right. Yeah. 114. Munich and back in the summer. I now, it's not really the time to be talking about cars to invest in and appreciating cars, but I, I think that's a winner at the moment. I, you know, America's going mad for them, which is always a good sign because maybe you know that will push up the demand. But I just think it's one of those things that maybe that era of BMW are going to start to get more and more appreciation. 
What do you think? I mean, do you think that's a shitter or? No, no I mean, <laughs> yes, but, but um, what can I say about, have you had the Vanos unit done? That's a bill coming, by the way. <laughs> um, I remember when they, them cars, not so long ago, not 15 years ago, were about four or five grand then. Yeah, but they're creeping. I mean, that yeah. 15, 20, I think, for a goodish one now. I mean, oh, he, he's, he's agreeing, of course. 35, yeah, I think, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, they're, 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 they're creeping up. I think that's a winner. But at, at a time that... You know, you oh, it, must was me- been- it was mega back yeah, then. It was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it was the car to out. Really bad on fuel. <laughs> but, you know, no yeah. one cared at that point. No one cares. No. <laughs> um, now, it's oh, a brave man who bought this. I'm a huge fan. Tony might not be. It's the new shape Vantage Roadster in silver with the best wheels you can get on the new Vantage. Who bought that? Put your hands up. Yes, he did. Our mate, Phil. Hello, Phil. Oh, well done, sir. I adore the spec. And... Uh, shout loud and proud. The interior is Oxford tan. Oxford tan, mate. I've seen other pictures of this car. On a silver car? Yes. No. Forget green and tan, silver and tan, or blue and tan. Or brown and tan. Hey. Blue and tan, yeah. Not silver. Oh, did, mate, you, it's have you ordered, did you order it? Yeah. I'm going to bring up some other pictures while, while we're talking about it. I think it's super nice. And, and those wheels, as I say, for me, are the best wheels you can get on that new Vantage. Did you buy it new? You ordered it. Yeah. Dealer spec. Well, you see, they know what they're doing, these dealers. Well, they don't, actually. Oh. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> look, 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 there you go. Last two photos there. It's nice, mate. Yeah, but we're not but not not in silver. I'm okay. so sorry. I I like the interior, but on a darker car, mate. Not it's it's too light. Shh, let the people talk. Hands up. Do we like silver and tan? Put your hands up if you do. Yeah, I'm going to say that's 75%, even though it's more I'm like 40. Say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for bringing it. I think it's lovely. And as I say, yeah, you were I a like great the memory. wheels. The wheels are great. The wheels are the big, huge wheels. Yeah. Be yeah, nice I to see them turning because cool. they won't turn very much, will they? Because it's an Aston. <laughs> um, uh, C63 Coupe, uh, number plate TOY. Black C, there we go. Very nice. It's, 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 I'm going to call that a pretty standard. C63. It's black on black on black on black. Is it Coupe? What's a Coupe? Coupe. coupe. Yeah. That's a good car, that. It's a good car. You know what? They were ruined for me because an idiot called Paul Wallace, who runs an awful YouTube channel called Supercars of London. Uh, does, Paul, does he still run that? Is I don't that, think he does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he turns it on every now and again. Yeah. But uh, modified it in the worst way humanly possible. And we did a road trip together down to Monaco and he gassed me and my wife. There was like a, it had like a leak in the exhaust or the engine bay or something. He was like, oh yeah, just don't breathe when I turn it on. And it was like the worst. So now when I see them, I'm like, oh, poor Wallace has ruined one. I just sort of gone off them. But it, it, it is a great car. I assume you're very happy with it. Yeah, you love it. How long have you had it? Since January. Since January. Okay, nice. Okay. Yeah, it's, and they're good looking. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I, I like them, mate. Good car. Hands up C63 instead of M4. Hands up if you would prefer the C63 man straight up. Yeah. Oh, okay, no, hands up if you prefer the M4. Yeah, I'd have the new M4 for oh, sure. Interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. But therefore, I think that for me, then the MG is cooler because it's less obvious. Anyway, um, moving on. Oh, sorry, I just had an accident in my pants. Someone has no. bought a satin silver F Type SVR. We were talking outside. Where are you? <gasps> I've just seen a photo of it. That is glorious. And that's satin paint, right? Yeah, satin paint. 
which you were saying is one of three in the UK or in the world? That in the world? That adds 20 grand to the value, doesn't it? That was so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's absolutely stunning that old shape SVR. I mean, lots of you will know I'm a big fan of satin, satin paint. Yeah. A Jaguar would have charged somebody 30 grand for that at some point. It would have, yeah. I know about Jaguar SVO paint colours. <laughs> um, very, very cool. I'm, I'm very jealous. It's very nice. And you were saying it was one of the last run? Yeah, so it's one of the last ones before they put the filter in. So it's pretty fancy. Super nice. Um, as is this lovely TT, we're we, we're now we're now declared fans of TTs on this podcast. There's a lot more modern cars today than there normally is. Is that because Ben just didn't take photos of the old ones? <laughs> old crapper, I won't take a photo of that. I'll save these poor people from Tony. But yeah, very nice TT. I think it's a, a, a number plate JLS is one of the JLS band members here today. <laughs> one love. No, that's a different band. Anyway, uh, no, anyone TT? Who sung that JLS? song? One, one love. One love with somebody. One love. Who sung that? Do you remember? Singer, what was it? You, you said you could sing earlier. <laughs> you don't know. No, uh, JLS was beat again. <laughs> Do you want to know, really, okay, this is a little bit of a segue yeah. now. So way, way ago, before I got into YouTube, uh, lots of you may have heard the story when we did the episode about me. Um, I used to work in the music business and we worked at, I worked at a management company that managed a lot of X Factor acts and we did the year that JLS were on. And the four guys were top lads. And when they were doing that first music video for the... Beat again. Um, we were all there, and I actually can't remember which one of them now. The choreographer did the beat again, and one of them could never get it right. Was always out of tune. So whenever you were supposed to do this or that or this or that, whatever, he was doing it the other way around. And I stepped in. Hello, I one. stepped in. Beat again. Just do it like this. Just do it like this. So that that move, I can tell. I'm like Michael Jackson, mate. Instead of the moonwalk, I'm the beat again guy. And a little bit of random information. Um, <laughs> there is, oh wow, an Alpina, a convertible Alpina 3 series? Who's the Alpina man? Is it a proper Alpine or just wheels? So tell us everything about this. Uh, it's a, uh, E46B3S. E46 so Alpina from day one. And that's a petrolled Alpina or the over what a 330i or something or Wow. I really like your glasses. <laughs> More than your car actually. <laughs> I was about to say are you saying that as an excuse to not talk about the car. You don't think that's cool? I think that's kind of cool. It's you must not ever see any others of them are you? That's super rare. I have to say, Tony's got a point though. The glasses and the car, I think, are a cool combo. It, it, I don't know if I could pull that car off. It's no chance. No, <laughs> no chance. It's super cool, and it must be great to drive. Now, Alpinas tend to be more about long-distance cruising than yeah. performance. So, how do you use that car? Is it is that where it's at its best? Okay. Yes, okay, fine. Sure. Okay. I, I think it's beautiful. When did you stop listening? As he spoke. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at him, he's just glazed out. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've nearly lost the will to live. <laughs> Just as a word of advice, if you have a car here today and you think after, do you want to chat to Tony about it? 
just don't talk about anything beyond what make a model is because sometimes I've been in conversation with Tony. Someone's really proud of the work they've done or the modifications or why it's different. Like, take this GT3 that's behind us, 996 GT3. Nothing that original about it. If the owner was here, he would love to tell Tony how that wing came off an RS that set the Nürburgring lap time. He won't care. He I've just gone. won't care. He completely blanks yeah. out. Um, but very cool. Thank you for bringing that. Uh, a beautiful original Fiat 500, a little yellow Fiat 500. Like that. Oh, thank you for it. Is that female driven? Well, <laughs> she was right. She thought you were going to ruin her dream. Where have you driven that from? A mile and a half away. Because <laughs> that's all it'll do. <laughs> I was going to say, have you ever driven it on like the motorway? <laughs> okay, big A roads. Yeah. If you see a truck coming, you're like, <laughs> it's a beautiful color though. And has that got a soft roof? That you, that's so nice. You must enjoy the idea of those. Uh, I, I mean, it's a young lady. I wouldn't go in on that even if, even if I didn't think it was very good. But I do think they're quite cool. <laughs> so that's the trick, guys. Next time, just pretend like it's your missus or someone else driving and he'll be super nice about it. Or wear a wig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at this. Now, oh, I'm going to get this wrong. Lotus Elan? A blue Elan? Have I got that right? Is it an Elan? Oh, phew. <laughs> Sometimes I get really nervous with my old Lotuses. Beautiful little blue boat. Oh, it's not the it's not the cheese land. It's not the you know the other. The, what what, ye, what year was this? Sixty seven. What's the what's what's the land? Up, you know is the it, wedge one. The nineties one. Yeah, that's the worst car I've ever seen. That nineties <laughs> one. That one's better than that. That's beautiful. Huh? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have either of them, but if I had to choose, I'd have that one over that the newer one. And and it must weigh about seven hundred kilos or something stupid, right? I mean, that's a, I, amazing. I don't... How tall are you, sir? Do you mind me asking? 5'8". Five, eight. Five, eight. I think I would struggle in the... It's, it's over six foot. I think maybe I, you're going to start to get you a know that's one. Of, you know that's one of them cars that... Remember that red one that we got sent in on a Rate My Ride that we'd done before and it was sitting on Como? Oh, yes! That was, was that an Alpha Spider. That, that car on that, in that setting round there, that's perfect. So you're saying it's a car to look at, not drive? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's the biggest compliment I can give you. <laughs> Beautiful car. Thank you so much for bringing that. Um, we've, of course, got an M2. Uh, we should talk about the new M2 today, shouldn't we? I didn't think about that. We can, yeah. We can. It feels appropriate, a behind-the-glass event. Yeah. yeah. I mean, regular viewers will know that M2... Oh, and there's a GT4 straight after it. I've literally gone from M2... GT4. <laughs> we definitely know we're at a live event. Thank you so much for bringing the uh, predictable cars to... Uh, oh, and there's a third one. There's then a black M2. <laughs> oh, wow. So we've got an M2, GT4, M2. If you've got an M2 and the new one's now launched and we know all the specs, do you feel differently? Do you now want a new one? Put your hands up if you want a new M2. Oh, dear. Oh, three-ish. Three okay, well, we'll come would back you to that. Your, would you swap your Lotus for it, though? No. Uh. <laughs> uh, a beautiful silver 991.1 GT3. Are you here today? Ah, at the back there. Beautiful car. Very nice spec. You've got the clear tail lights. That's for, how long have you had that car? Since August. Uh, what's the question you always ask about this generation? The engine. Is it caught fire? It got here. It got here. <laughs> Where have you come from, sir? Bristol, well they done. They don't catch fire. What did you say about them last time? The, the, the engines blow up on them. You've got to have an E, F or G engine. Yeah, so if it, yeah if it's got, got an F or G, it's all right, yeah. The E engine's like death. 
Super cool though. They sound raspberry. That was the first ever GT product Porsche I drove. I drove Mr. JWWs in, in Monaco, and I was like, oh, this, little is, bit, this little, is quite good. A little bit embarrassing. It's not got a GT engine in it though. That one doesn't have a GT engine. No, it's a bored out 3.8. It's a Carrera S engine. Bored out by the GT department. It's basically a Carrera S engine. What's the new? What's the four liter then? Cup car engine. Right. So before, so when did they start doing cup car engine rather than a bored out Carrera S engine? Uh, GT3 RS.2 and GT3. So 911.2, basically. So okay, 2017. So GT3 was a bored out Carrera S engine? Was, a, uh, was it Mexico or was that 996? I think 996 was the Mexico, wasn't it? So that was a Carrera S engine, basically, yeah. You always find a way to, to slag off things in the weirdest way. I mean, it's still a GT3 made by the GT department. Why are you suddenly now going, oh, the engine's not a real GT engine? Well, it's not. I mean, I'm just stating facts. But at the, time, it was, at the time, that was made by the GT department for a GT car, so well, that the, makes it a GT engine. Right. But the engine wasn't. Well, a Pista engine is just a 488 engine. No, it's not. It's a Challenge engine. No, it's not. Yes, it is. The Same chal- thing. Challenge engine is just a 488 engine. That's incorrect. <laughs> You're just trying to piss me off. But, but your, your facts are couldn't be further from the No, but sometimes wrong. your facts are wrong, but you're just in such sort of belligerent denial that you will refuse to accept it. It's not Someone belligerent in the denial. comments, can you just clear it's that fact. up? That it's not a Carrera S engine board out. Well, it is. And a, and a 488 Challenge engine is a 488 engine. Just challenge. Inc- incorrect. You're incorrect. Different pistons, different cranks. I can go on if you like me to. But that's the same as the GT3. This is going to go on for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) It's a beautiful yellow 718 Spider. I was talking to the lovely gentleman earlier. Is this? Thank you very much. Uh, Stunning car. We always say the Spider's a beautiful. Is that a 718? Yeah, 718. Is that with a four-liter engine? So that's a bored-out three-liter turbo engine. Don't start. Now he's on something. He thinks, yeah. oh, I know how to wind him up now. I'm going to keep pushing this one. You're going no. to mention this all day now. Yeah. Yeah, great. Um, what do we think? Because I guess at some point we've got the GT4 RS Spider coming, right? I Why? Think but yeah. No, because I guess there's been test shots. Yeah, yeah. It would be a very Porsche thing to do. Yeah. To make some kind of RS Spider. Make another car we all can't buy. Yeah. We all can't buy. But yeah. also, would they just make a GT4 RS without the roof? A spider is just the GT4 without a roof. Probably be PDK only. Or, or will they go, let's make some kind of touring variant? Is yours a manual? Which is perfect. So I, I'd have that car in a manual. That's exact, That's right. So that's correct. Well done. We were talking... Not, not a PDK. I can't keep up with you today. I'm really... Was P- there whiskey in that car? PDK and GT4, spider, manual. And then you'll drive the 80s BMW home after that, will you? Which one? The old one that you yeah. liked earlier. Well, if you get me home, yeah. Anyway, uh, I'll be interested to see because Porsche, as you say, would just build the PDK GT4 RS without a roof. But could they also go in a different route and make some kind of touring, manual, slightly eased off and call it something else? Yeah. There's also a potential there because I think, I think the market for that would be strong. A slightly softer RS spider. Why not go whole hog and take the windscreen out? I mean, they might as well. Yeah. Stupid. Anyone else finding Tony annoying today? <laughs> Um, so uh, a nice uh, red M3 I don't know the generation I'm sorry I'm very bad is with it an F80 F80 Super, I mean the, the, the colour's delightful uh, this was the era that we talk about there's sometimes a bit of a Larry engine where just something this morning on a chilly morning it must have been a bit fun at roundabouts right <laughs> how long have you owned that sir since ah oh, six months okay I mean, I'm always an M3 an M- over M3, an M4. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, always yeah. an M3 over an M4. I think it's, it's got more style, it's like more presence. You know, I was behind the new shape 
uh, I think it was an M4. And if you take the badges off and they didn't have the exhaust, you, you wouldn't... It's, it's really understated now. It's harder to tell, I it's think. It's real hard to From tell, From a three-quarter yeah. angle, obviously, front on, it's yeah. more obvious. But they've sort of... Yeah, the, the, the back has dialed down really quite a lot. Really understated. It's a proper, like, grown-up car now. Yeah, The M car. Seriously. It used to be like an Asbo car, That's you know? Larry car, like this. Yeah, <laughs> but, but now they're really grown-up and... Mm. Yeah. Uh, someone's bought an amazing uh, 991 GT3 RS. It's very nice. I know that is. There he is. <laughs> is that a good thing? Well, it's, it's not a GT engine, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good car. We, remind me of the colour. Is that... That's voodoo blue. Voodoo blue. Yeah. It's a stunning colour. On a day like today, it looks absolutely fantastic. Is that a... Ro- you use it on the road regularly? Do you track a lot? Uh, yeah, I need to take it to track. Okay. Big crash. <laughs> I think it's amazing. How long have you owned the car? Start this year. Start this year, okay. Fantastic. I mean, yeah, the, the colour is spot on. And actually, well, actually, they're, again, one of the cars that have kind of done well in the last couple of years. But it's still a fairly... Didn't Archie own one for half a second? Quite an, oh, for a, a while. A good point to get into in terms of an RS model. Yeah. Um, what, 30, 40 grand less than a point two? Uh, yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah. We, talk, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. no, super similar. Thank you very much for bringing that because uh, well, I can imagine something's a bit bumping coming down. <laughs> it's not. It's, they're not as hard as the nine nine one dot two. Two. No, they're not quite. As, they're not quite as hard. I think we should end on the Maserati special. That Where are you? <laughs> Where he's, are you? He's hiding at the back. There he is. Now, this is a very unique creation, which as it rolled in, a few people here were like, has Tiny seen that Maserati yet? <laughs> so I was like, oh, God. Um, if you're brave enough, can you just give me a couple of top-line details on that car? Not, don't talk for too long, yeah. God's <laughs> sake. So, 1975 Maserati comes in, delivered to the Sultan of Brunei, and then um, he commissions someone to make that body, and uh, it's the only one that's like it. It's a so uh, cool story. That's it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it's an original Halford special, essentially. <laughs> because it, it, it's so, that's why I love it. Because you look at it and you think, oh, someone's just had a bit too much time in lockdown. They've gone a bit crazy on their old Maserati. But then you learn it was done in period. And actually, it's, it's even cooler and more special. And you said it sounds amazing, right? It's, well, it's got a, it, the engine, when it was in Brunei, the engine blew up. So we replaced course it, with, it did. with an American engine. An American engine? Yeah. What, an, a, an LS engine? No, it's, a, it's like a GM engine. Okay, okay. Uh, it's probably a bored-out Carreras engine, isn't it? Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much for bringing me the blue exterior and red interior. It's, I would assume, hard to pull off, but it kind of works. Well, it, I mean, that, he painted that car four times. It was originally green with brown interior. Then he painted it black. And then he, when he did the body, he had it in grey. And then... Just at the end of its life, when he sent it over here, he painted it that Alpine. So it's basically a cut and shut. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a cut and shut. It's lived a life. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for bringing it. It is uh, a truly special pride and place right outside the front um, of Duke of London today, which was, was brave parking as well. But um, we, we appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, did we miss anyone who is desperate for Tony to talk about their car? Feel free to, to put your hand up and go on our brave man at the back. I had the purple Supra. The purple Supra. But it came last time. I don't have it anymore. I sold it. Not the same. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> what pile of poo you got now? I bought a uh, SVR. Range Rover SVR. Range Rover. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. That's a good choice. What colour is it? It's black. Okay. <laughs> no, it's too, good. Too nervous to wrap it purple again. Nah, I won't be nervous. 
<laughs> well, I really hope that Tony didn't force you to sell a car. If that's going to become the new thing, people are selling cars because of what you say. We're into a disaster. Uh, the 599 bloke from the other week sold his car. I know. Somebody else <laughs> said. I can't believe this is the case. But anyway, well, thank you for coming back. Thank you for being brave enough to come back. Somebody else had their hand up. And you got a proper car now. Well done. In the front here. It doesn't work half the time, though. Does, the SVR doesn't work? Well, I mean, that's normal. Oh, yeah, it's oh, terrible. A drill has started in the background. Uh, sorry, just here in the middle, there was a... Uh, Toyota good. GT86. That's good car. That is good. Is it completely bone stock at the moment? Oh, I'm not interested. <laughs> Have you crashed it yet? It's coming. It's coming. We're going into the winter. There's some roundabouts, some slippery roundabouts. That's going to go horribly wrong. But <laughs> I like them little cars. Yeah, we talk about this a lot. I mean, that, that's yeah. why this was so much fun. It was a similar kind of thing of like overpowered rear wheels and light and it's fun. It's not overpowered, the GC86, mate. No, but do you know what I mean? Like, is it not no. overpowered? Like, you can have fun with it. Yeah. Rear wheel drive, enough power. Yeah. That's probably what I meant to say. Not overpowered, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> TDF is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> what colour is your... Orange. orange. Very nice. Super, super nice. Not, not wrapped, painted orange. Orange right. edition, five grand more. No, it won't be on Toyota. <laughs> 300 quid, probably. <laughs> okay, well, I say thank you so much for all bringing the cars. Uh, we do massively appreciate it, especially today with the slight parking restrictions. I know everyone's spread out a bit, but uh, it was cool to see some nice bits. And I think, I think you did do well. You were surprisingly nice about too many things. It's unsettled me a bit. I feel a bit unnerved. I don't really you know what to make again. of you. Uh, but we're now going to move on because, yeah, I've, I've got a list of other topics to talk about. You always have that there, don't you? <laughs> I always have that list, and I never share it with you because I like to, you know, surprise you. I can see it, you know. <laughs> That's worrying. Let me just angle my screen away. Uh, um, so, I teased at the beginning, big news, my GT3 has been built. It has rolled off the production line. <sighs> Sam's going back to live with his mum and dad's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I got the email saying, oh, great news. And I was like, that's not great news, that means I've got to pay for it. Oh. Um, so, yeah, so supposedly we're about three, three and a half weeks now from the car kind of being at Porsche Guildford. That was last week as well, by the way. Well, don't have to blow... I'm, I'm trying to tell a story here. Oh. Anyways, a couple of weeks away. <laughs> three, three and a half weeks. <laughs> You're so annoying. I really should be a few more in advance. We're three, three and a half weeks away yeah. uh, from the car being at Porsche Guildford, but secretly actually two, two and a half weeks. Um, and, uh, and the only problem with that being is I'm essentially not here. Um, so the car's going to be arriving at a time when I'm literally not in the country. Where are you going, mate? Well, I've got everything. I, I, I've got a trip to Australia. I've got our trip to L.A., I've got another trip in the middle, maybe to Frankfurt, I think. Um, uh, and more content that I'm doing. Uh, anyway, boring story. But I'm not here. So I can't collect that car realistically until December. Really? Realistically. Done you a favour. Um, which has done me a great favour. Um, but yeah, but the, but the car's coming. There's no, no turning back now, really. Uh, which is obviously super exciting. But I think... I hope that I can collect it when the weather's good enough to be able to go out and, and drive it and, and have some fun with it. In December? In December, yeah. <laughs> no chance. I've got to break it in, right? Do you still have to do a thousand miles to... Well, I mean, sort of. I they mean, say that. I didn't. So, of course Either you didn't. of them. But they, they, say you, they say what? You're, you're not supposed to hit the red line until a thousand miles? They or say what? like 4,000, 5,000 revs-ish. Okay. Just to but, bed in the engine. But, but I mean, uh, I didn't do that, mate. When I, when I got mine, I, I just went flat Just out. went flat out from yeah. day one. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I, I am excited. Like, I, I, am, I am still nervous. I know I've talked about it in the last couple of episodes because, you know, the world, especially here in the UK, is just absolutely going to hell. Um, and, it, and, and it is looming over me. But I know once it arrives and once I'm in it, I'll be ecstatic. And I think, yeah, that's my hope and my plan is 
if it arrives realistically early to mid-November, um, uh, and by the time we've done everything to get it ready, I'll collect it at the beginning of December, hopefully be able to do something with it, some big collection trip, and then at the start of next year, start using it properly. So, yeah, that's, that was the exciting news. I haven't had the email yet from my Porsche with the photo of it coming off the production line or on the production line, um, but obviously there'll be a big spec reveal um, when I when I finally collect it, and then uh, and then some kind of adventure, I guess, to uh, to celebrate. But yeah, exciting times, I guess. Very but exciting. First time I've ever ordered a brand new car. I know. Yeah, and it's a bit weird. And you wanted it to time. be a Ferrari as well, didn't you? I did. I did want my first ever brand new car to be a Ferrari, and I nearly made a Portofino M. It was two hundred twelve grand, twenty grand in. £2,000 a month. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't have that money. So I went through the whole spell. I went really far, didn't I? I nearly put a deposit down. I yeah. realised I'm not Shmi. So um, GT3 instead, which is basically as expensive. Um, anyway, exciting times. Uh, this week, we had news that affected me deeply. Uh, the last ever F-Type was unveiled. The F-Type 75 uh, to mark, yeah, the, the end of F-Type production, which, you know, cut me to the core. It's a bit of a, you know, paint job and a few badges, no, nothing special. You can get it in various different forms. I think a nice greenish paint. But it does say mark the end of what I've always thought has been a, a glorious model. And I think new shape or old shape, put your hands up if just objectively you appreciate the F-type. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think there was a new shape or old shape. It was just mildly facelifted all the while. My car... My car's definitely a new shape. It looks different. You can from really? from the car that I originally owned, the real drive coupe, there was that mild facelift where it got different headlights. But like I was in like same shape headlights but different LEDs. Well mine is, is definitely different. You can tell that it's a different But it look. is still an F type. You can still see it's an F type, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. No, and no. I bet underneath it's still an F type. Well nine eleven, nine nine one, nine nine one point two is the same car. Nine nine seven, nine nine one, same. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
Well, they're not. But it okay. is. I can carry on if you want me to. No, no, but... Nine, 991 and 992 are the same. 997 are not the same. They're not the same. 996 and 997 are the same. 996 are similar. Yeah, no, it's the same. No, they're not the same. It's they're a pulled out engine. Carreras engine. But, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fundamentally, whether you're annoying like Tony or like the rest of us in the room who just generally appreciate F-types, I think it will be sad to see that car go. Obviously, Jaguar theoretically uh, moving to become fully electric. Um, let's see if that all comes to fruition. Uh, I'm excited for the next uh, era of Jag. I've seen a few things about future models and design-wise everything you'd want a Jag to be and to look like. So I think we're still going to maybe lust after Jag products visually, whether the ownership proposition is as exciting as it maybe has been with the naturally aspirated stuff or the supercharged stuff. Who knows? We're going to have to wait and see. But I think there needs to be a Jaguar sports car in the market. I, I think that An needs to exist. One. Even if it is electric, you know, that's the, way, mm. that's the way the world's going. I think if they come out with only electric saloon cars or SUVs, I think that would be a shame. I think, I think to have a Jaguar sports car is important. I think JLR are making Jaguar go electric as a bit of a testbed for the whole brand, mate. Because they don't sell many of them anyway, so they think we might as well go all electric and see what, test the water. Because it, how many times have we seen it recently? So many people go into electric cars and then they come, go back to a combustion car. And actually, I know a young lady sitting in front of me that's done something very, very similar when in an electric car and went out of an electric car and went back into a combustion car. Is that right, Mill? Thinking about it. <laughs> you, just out, you just embarrassingly outed her in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> She's no. like, oh my God, why did I talk to him before the show? <laughs> no, but uh, she told me ages ago. But the, it, like, genuinely, I've got customers as well done the same thing. Yeah, it's like, not unheard of, I'm sure. Lots of, maybe the people, put your hands up in this room if you dabbled with electric and have gone back to combustion. Still got the electric. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not unheard of, and, and we've spoken about it a lot on this podcast, and actually next week we've got our EV update special off the back of my synthetic fuels uh, experience. Uh, so we'll be diving into this in, in a bit more detail. But yeah, I mean, manufacturers are going back on their, um, you know, sort of promise or, 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 or claim that they're going to go full electric. Or the 2035 promise. Yeah, so there's, yeah. A, there's a lot changing. <laughs> but um, but you, you could be right about Jaguar, uh, for sure. But obviously we know that, I think Range Rover or Land Rover as well are claiming that they're going to go by 2028, isn't it? I think so. They're, well, they're shortly behind Jag. I think that will depend on how Jaguar do as an electric company. I, I think if they are an electric yeah. company. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, well, today my F Type is here, parked next to your Roma. Yeah. How similar do those cars look? I mean, you talk about they not, all. Not similar at all. Uh, <laughs> basically identical. Are you joking? Hands up if you think the cars look similar. I love when we prove you wrong. <laughs> it's like my favourite time of week. Um, they look so similar, mate. You, don't, you genuinely don't see that? No. You are blind. Um, well, how are you getting on with the Roma? Because I've got a thousand emails and DMs saying yeah, how's Tony finding the Roma. Yeah, me too. I really like it, mate. Yeah? I, I, I genuinely really like it. Yeah, it's a lovely place to sit. It's just a really nice car. Do you think that's just because of the way you're using it? You're just pottering around in it and coming to events like this? You're yeah. not like pushing hard in it? Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, I haven't really like gone flat out in the UK, but it, it's good. It's just really good. Like, got a lovely stereo in it, and it's just a really nice car. Do you think it's better than a Bentley Continental would be at this time of year? Um, it, it's hard to say because they all compete with each other, but they're all different. So you've got the Aston, the Bentley, the Porsche, and the Roma. They all sort of compete with each other, but they all do it in a different way. I, I still 
after I spent a little bit of time in the Roma, I think still was an all-round car. The Turbo S is probably a bit better. Mm. And as well, if you look pound for pound as well, a Turbo S is mm, 60,000 quid cheaper. It's maybe 70,000 quid cheaper. That car down there was 250 grand list. Yeah. I didn't pay that for it, but the bloke's gone mad. Whereas, you know, you, you do... You wouldn't know looking at it. Well, the problem he's done is he's put a load of carbon on the outside. He's put everything. It's like literally ticked every box, but the exterior carbon's a complete waste of money on most Ferraris. And yeah, it's black on black. And it's black on black, So yeah. you just, it doesn't look like it's a highly specced car necessarily. Yeah, for sure. But I, I, it's still a Ferrari. It still behaves like a Ferrari. It drives like a Ferrari. It is a GT car, so it's not... It's really different to the mid-engine stuff, and it's the first front-engine Ferrari I've ever had. So, but I just really like it. It's just a mm. really nice. I'd, although the Porsche is probably all round better, I'd rather have the Roma because it's different. It's not. I think I'd have the Bentley. I think I'd have the Bentley. I mean, for, dynamically, okay, it's the worst of the three, maybe. Yeah. But comfort wise, at least you've got usable rear seats, you've got big boot, yeah. you've got massage seats, like you waft around. It's quiet when you want to be. I, I, the Turbo, as cool as it is, it's, it's too much, like it's two sports. The Roma so, sits somewhere in between, but I've kind of gone off with a f- touch-screeny, buttony thing. Yeah, it's, too it's much a little bit. It's a little bit fiddly, and obviously messages come up when it feels like it. That's Ferrari. That's what they do in general. I think I still. It's still a Ferrari, mate. Mm. You know, I know, like, I know. Yeah, like, of course, it still makes you feel more special than the Bentley would. Co- correct. Yeah, uh, and know. they're similar money. Them two. Yeah, they're, they'll be. They'll be similar money. Yeah, the the uh, again the. I've said it before, the Roma inside isn't quite as nice as the Bentley. It actually probably isn't quite as nicely finished as the Turbo S either. The Germans just do interiors properly. They can be a bit bland and a bit samey, but that's probably the the difference with the Roma. It's a little it's just a little bit different to the to the German stuff. Sure. If you want something a bit different, then your money's going to be is just as safe in that. As yeah, no, no, fair enough. No, it's a, it's a very good looking car. I just think if, between those three, I would definitely I think it's definitely it. the prettiest out of all of them, for sure. I just love the Bentley, mate. I just love the Bentley. I still, sometimes I catch the Roma at a certain angle and I'm just like, Ugh. I'm still not convinced by the rear. Yeah. Sometimes it looks a bit bulbous and things Who like that. Who prefers the Bentley out of the Roma or vice versa? Well, let's do the or three. So hands up for the Bentley. Hands up for the Roma. Yeah, good. Hands up for the Turbo S. I think the Roma wins there. Yeah. Yeah. No, fair enough. Well, speaking of Ferrari experiences and the dodgy tech on the steering wheels, uh, yeah, I want to talk a bit more about the 296 GTS because my video has now gone live and the embargo has lifted, so legally I'm allowed to discuss it. Um, we were joking last week when we teased it slightly that, well, how was the 296 GTP? Because it's the same car. Well, essentially it is. <laughs> I mean, it's, I think, 60 or 70 kilos heavier because of the roof mechanism system, which is essentially one of us. So by the time you've got a passenger in the GTP... It's not, not one of me, mate. It's <laughs> not one of you either. It's, it's, well, it's ha- half of us. Yeah. Uh, um, but by the time you've got a passenger in the GTP, you're as heavy as the GTS. So it really makes no difference in terms of weight. Um, and all it does is enhance the experience. My biggest concern was... Because with the 296 GTB, the sound in the cabin, spectacular. Like you would have, if you've read any reviews or, or watched any reviews, everyone talks about the Piccolo V12, the baby V12 engine. Yeah. And it shares its real sound characteristics with a V12, even though it's a hybrid V6. And I was terrified that when you put the roof down, you'd lose all of that because it was slightly synthesized. But not at all. They've, they've really made that engine for a, okay, for a new car, <laughs> for a new Ferrari. They've really made it sound great. Yeah. Um, and tons of emotion. And kind of cool... When you go into the hybrid mode, so you're in electric 
power with the roof down and you're in like a little village or something like that it's kind of cool you're sort of creeping around in an, in an electric Ferrari it's kind of got there's yeah. something cool about it yeah I agree but two things I noticed firstly the touch screen steering wheel it's just annoying yeah. the amount of times I couldn't work out what to push where or it, it sort of it got stuck at one point I got in and I wanted to look at something and I couldn't leave one screen and I didn't know how to turn it on because it's now hybrid when you start up it goes bring yeah. There's no engine start. Yeah. So I didn't know whether it was on or not. So I was like, so I turned it on and off about 14 times. But all hybrids do that then, mate. But how are you finding in the Roma all of that tech stuff? Because I worry that Ferrari <clears throat> have maybe gone too far. Yeah, with it. uh, yeah, it's very similar to the 296. It's a bit fiddly, to be honest. Like sometimes you just want a button or you just want a, to turn the volume on and up, up and down. Um, and you end up hitting stuff by mistake. It's got that little sort of touchpad, like an old laptop on the yeah. right-hand side that you've got to use your thumb to go up. And yeah. When you, get, when you get used to it, it's all right. Like Once you've lived with it, it's like, okay. But yeah, you can't really beat a button, can you? Yeah, no. no like. Well, no, but also this more logical touch. There's too many touch buttons. They're all on the steering wheel. Yeah. It's got a bit annoying. There'll be a few quid when it goes wrong. But oh, my God. Did you drive the, the, the GTS, like... Quickly, dynamically yeah. so we as went well. Something called the Futa, Futa Pass, right, which yeah. runs between uh, Bologna and Florence. Yeah, and it's yeah. an amazing road. If you're yeah. over in that part of Italy, it's a really, really good road. Uh, fairly empty, and and had a crack on. Had, had a little, little bit of a scary moment under some uh, under some trees where it was still damp, but I didn't realise. Um, it's uh, yeah. I, I can't wait for you to have a proper go in that car because you'll go. It's too soft. It's not as good a pista. But it's. I find it dynamically really engaging. Did you find it? Uh, really similar to the GTB because I always find Ferrari spiders especially the Focus ones like you can genuinely tell the difference between the spider and the coupe when you drive them well okay so here's the here's where I was going to lead on to is that nowadays we see so many hard top convertibles in the the high end range you can find maybe sort of sub 50 cars like that you can still get some soft top stuff but most manufacturers are now leading towards hard top convertibles yeah obviously offers the rigidity and things like that you yeah. can get them light enough now so your question is well why wouldn't you always choose the hard top spider because you just have the benefit of being able to drop a rear window or put the roof down like why wouldn't you choose that i know what you're saying where if you're really pushing on can you feel a bit more of the sort of flex or different characters yes not how i'm going to drive you how you drive sure but how i drive Fine, and if anything, the experience of having the roof down makes up for any potential minuscule difference. Yeah. Ferrari told us, of course they did, there's no difference, it's the same. Like, you know, no. like, like, like they went through the whole the aerodynamics. The, the best part was, we, uh, word of insight here, <laughs> Ferrari press launches start in the most horrifically boring way every time. At this, you get invited and they go, at 7 p.m. we'll have the technical briefing. Kill yourself. Do not ever go to a Friday technical briefing. They last two and a half hours. They're now done via video, which is painful enough. So you sit there watching and they go, the cylinder was three millimeter. We make it 3.2. The point two means that you... And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Paul Wallace actually walked out of one once. That's why he never got invited back. Really? Yeah. Um, and then afterwards they do this live stream Q&A with people from the factory. One guy's in his car, another guy's having spaghetti and you're supposed to like ask them questions. And it's, always, it's, like, it's so boring and it goes on forever and everyone just wants to eat or drive the car. And at this one, at the end, the guy, one guy goes, very serious journalist, you know, aerodynamically to the designer and the aero team, what did you have to change for the, for the GTS? And he was like, 
Nothing really. <laughs> <laughs> and you saw the other Ferrari people be like, oh. yeah. And he was like, because basically the GTB was designed kind of like a spider because yeah. we always knew we were going to make the spider. So if you look at a 296 GTB, it has that really aggressive rear window drop down. Flat back. Flat back. So, yeah. so that the, the, the roof could fold away. So yeah. they're so similar. Yeah. Why would you not always pick the spider? That is a question. Yeah. Yeah. For the road as well. Yeah. Yeah. If you could have a car of that ilk, which had similar performance, hands up if you would always pick the Spider. Yeah. Or have both. Uh, no, have both. No, How no, rich I, do you think we are? I have, I have one. Not all gravel and then cars. I have one and then wait for the Spider because the Spider always comes 18 months after. Then have the Spider. Again, you're too rich. But I think it, this started with the 650S. Well, you're not too rich because you wouldn't do low money on the, on the coupe. So... You're you all right, aren't you? Yeah, but still. I mean, just pick one car, mate. Why is that? It's boring. <laughs> well, I just pick one car forever. I mean, that, that's the worst thing you could ever do. It's, Take the 650S Spider. That launched at the same time as the Coupe, and everyone bought the Spider, right? Yeah, McLaren's are very different, though. McLaren's are very different, but I just think in general now, it's it's too good an offering. So, if I, so oh, don't do I the just coupe? answered my own question. I was about to say, why do they do the coupe and then the spider? Because idiots like you buy the coupe and then the spider. Well, of course. It's yeah, a business. It's a business. Of course it is. Yeah, see, yeah. See, idiots like you make Ferrari a business. That's yeah. exactly what it is. They realise that there's rich people who just want everything right now and are unwilling to wait. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. That's the whole idea of having different models full stop. Yeah. No, yeah. I get it now. Because I was like, why not immediately have the spider? What's the point in a hard top coupe and a hard top spider? Like, essentially, just always get the spider. Like, that's yeah. the car that makes sense. But they're doing it because yeah fine why would you why would you have an 812 why would you have an 812 you just have the gts agreed that's literally but literally exactly, what i was yeah. going to say but yeah. then oh you can buy both well, that's, you're rich. that's what happens screw the economy <laughs> <laughs> not he screw texts that. me now going oh, i'm getting so much money these days i'm richer than ever <laughs> no, i'm taking advantage of all this mayhem <laughs> i'm joking he's not yeah. um anyway uh q a time uh, we want to launch into it uh hopefully some of you have thought of some questions to lob our way we are an open book today it's the last live of the year um it's been a lazy sunday for us we've both had about four coffees but um so you can really really catch us left field today so any questions that you might have uh, there was a young man uh, mac did you have another question for us or well, I'll, I'll give you the microphone or do you need two minutes to think about it yeah all right. Uh, anyone else with a with a question? It can be anything you want it to be. Everyone always gets too nervous. Here we go. So if we could pass the wireless microphone, Mr. Singerman, please. Um, we only want a couple, and then you all join in. Same thing happens yeah. all, all the while. <laughs> Thank you very much. Good job. Right, uh, that should be on. Give me some. Give me some levels. You can sing a song or just chat. Hello. Yeah, that's good. That's good for me. Uh, thoughts on the new M2. Thoughts on the new M2. Yeah, we probably should talk about it. Well, I mean, I, I'd be more interested, I guess, a lot of your thoughts design wise was it put your hands up if you thought it was better than the teased photos that we previously talked about yeah everyone thinks it's well not everyone thinks it's better uh, put your hands up if you think it's hideous oh, people still undecided genius you think it's genius it's you genius love it, the you? fact the fact that we've got 100 odd people in the room and half like it and half don't it's perfect it's exactly what bmw want and i guess was it 450 horsepower rear wheel drive manual and auto i suppose yeah. they're offering it. i mean what's not to like, I suppose. Um, it's a few quid, by the way. Yeah, 70 grand on it. Which we saw. Um, we talked about. <laughs> I said, that car's going to be 70 odd grand. He went, no. Well, 70 odd grand, it, isn't it? Spectre? It's not 70 odd, it's 70 with all the options on it. Okay. But, but that's, that's a like lot of money. With the Larry seats. I mean, that, them carbon seats were a seven grand option. 
But how much is an M4 spec'd up? 100 grand, right? Yeah. yeah nine, so nine, 90 odd. Cars yeah. are just more expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I don't think I'm going to go and buy one. I think if I drove one, I probably would say it's very good. You know me, I'm going to say, get the manual. Like, you know, <laughs> Tony's pulling a funny face. Let, let's wait and see how it drives. But I think it'll be great. I'm sure there'll be some BMW aficionados who are like, it's not a real M car. But well, they'll sell a ton of them. They'll sell a ton of them. A ton You're, of them. We'll do these next year and everyone will have them. You can get Cognac. You can get tan interior. I have seen that. But there have been some nice spec options. But... Um, uh, anyway, so yeah, that, I guess that's our thoughts. Uh, somebody else had their hand up, maybe just near you. Yeah, let's pass the microphone, please. Is that on that microphone? It is. It just, you, do, you guys don't hear it, but I'm getting it. That's all that, that's oh. all that counts. It's for people at home. Yeah, so if the, both of you had to buy a car together and it wasn't a Ferrari or Porsche, what would it be? Oh, that's a great question. For those of you in the room that didn't hear, if Tony and I had to buy a car together and it wasn't a Ferrari or a Porsche, we have actually spoken about I this. I think we know what this car is. Should we try and say it on three? It's either going to go horribly wrong or really right. Yeah. Make and model, okay? Yeah. One, two, three. McLaren, McLaren 675 LT. LT. Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we surprised ourselves there. Yeah. Well done, us. I don't know why you all applauded, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, Tony and I talk about it a lot. I think it's the only McLaren to have at the moment. I might be driving our tour soon, so let's see. But anyway. Why um, not? I mean, that'll catch fire. Yeah. But it's the only one to have. Uh, it sort of represents an era that maybe we love the most. But I mean, no, you could slag off Speciales. It's a bit old for you now, that car. Why do you still like it? I've not had one. Oh, you've not had one. That's the only reason you don't. That's the only reason you want one is because you haven't had yeah. one. God, I can't keep up with your wealth. But no, no, um, I do. I do like the Speciale, man. I just think that it's overhyped. I do like it. I just think that people get a bit too excited about it. LTs are a bit too expensive so like every now and again Tony and I think let's buy a car together for the podcast and like talk about our adventures with it or go and do trips with it or maybe it'll be like a fun 12 months owning a car together like it'll be a cool story and we've thought of everything from disasters to like really cool things and the LT is the one that we always come back to but I'm just not as rich as Tony and he's not willing to fund most of it <laughs> or, like, all I'll, of pay it. You, I'll pay you 100 quid a month and he's like that doesn't make sense um, yeah. so yeah uh, the LT uh, any other questions? Uh, we'll go this way, please, towards the end. Thank you very much. Hello, can you hear me? Uh, you'll have to speak up so we can hear you, but the microphone's getting you. Okay, very good. So um, my question actually revolves around your kind of career in, in terms of YouTubing and, and automotive journalism. This is something I'm quite interested in. So when you go on press launches, say, for example, you were talking about Ferrari, for example, what is the general attitude of... Gen, you know, manufacturers when it comes to you know traditional automotive journalists and you know modern day YouTubers. I mean, I mean, what what is their just general attitude towards that? So yeah, so so uh, YouTubers versus traditional automotive journalists. Uh, I I will I will make some assumptions here um, based on prior experience, and, and we can go from there. Uh, five six years ago, when YouTubers started to get invited to launch events. I think a lot of traditional motoring journalists weren't that happy. I think maybe they felt like YouTubers hadn't earned their stripes because traditionally, I believe, listening to a lot of podcasts myself, um, you know, if you were working within a magazine, you would start off doing diesel polos and you'd work your way up before you got invited to Ferrari events, where suddenly YouTubers with 100, 200,000 subscribers and apparently dad's money were suddenly getting invited out to, to drive cars. So I think at the beginning, there was a lot of like anti it. But then with time, I think most journalists realized, you know, how hard YouTubers work or what they do. And that also, I don't think, and we, okay, this is wrong. 
I say we don't compete. Shmi, maybe some other channels, it's more in that realm of automotive journalism. Um, so I can see why they would feel like their toes are being tread on. Um, so what happened, so I'm now rambling on, uh, most manufacturers now try and separate us. So there's a mixture. If you have really traditional motoring journalists, they'll tend to go quite early to the press drive events, and then social media creators will come towards the end. Now, the risk of that is uh, what some manufacturers also do is something called a lifestyle rotation. <laughs> now, uh, for someone like me, that's a disaster. <laughs> because what it tends to be is about 20 minutes with the car and the rest of the time, like, making macaroons in, like, a factory somewhere, uh, or, like, you know, painting petals and things like which is great if you just pose for photos around the car. So it's actually really difficult for manufacturers what I do is different to what a traditional motoring journalist needs. They can turn up. The 296 is a perfect example. We arrived in Maranello, picked up the cars at 8.45. We had a four-hour route to drive, and we had to be at a lunch stop at 12.30, where then another other journalist got in and drove back to Maranello. So it's four hours, drive the road, done. For me, that was hell trying to make a video because I will overfilm everything, so I'm going to add two, three hours onto that anyway to try and make a bit of content. But for a written journalist, super breezy. He just drives the route, he writes his piece, bish, bash, bosh. So to, be, to cut a long story short, no one's got it quite right yet. We tend to cross paths. Sometimes I'll sit on a press launch and I'm there with Jethro Bovington and Chris Harris and Steve Sutcliffe and it's like, what am I doing here? Um, and then sometimes I'm there with like, Lily loves long, like, you know, and she's like doing her makeup by the car. So you just, you kind of just go with it. Um, but it's why I do less launch events because they're really hard to create YouTube content at. Um, I hope that answers your question. That's no, very good, very insightful. Thank you very much. No problem at all. Uh, next question, please. Uh, in the middle with the red jumper. Microphone's got to make its way, so we'll play some lift music. Lift music. Oh, you lift. There you go, yeah. Okay. Uh, hi, guys. In your view, uh, Tony, what's the worst car currently on sale? Worst car currently on sale. Oh, flip it out. The worst car, I mean, it's definitely got to be an Aston Martin <laughs> or, or a McLaren. Uh, DBX. I whispered that to him. <laughs> no, but, no, no. But that would have been in there as well, yeah. man. Because that is a basically a ripoff, basically. Well, all it is is a quick SUV. Yeah, but with no tech in it. I mean, it's got. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it, it, if you just want to drive an SUV really fast, great car. Like, probably the best, or one of the best, in terms of those big super SUVs. Yeah. But who's actually driving an SUV flat out on a mountain road? Yeah. There's a few, mate, but that would, that would be right up there, for sure. I'll leave it at that. It was Thank you. No problem. Thank you for the question. Uh, uh, let's go to the middle first, and then we'll come, come to the back in a second. Hi, guys. Um, yeah, just wondering, if you had to have a car for a daily commute to work and back, as well as a car for the weekend at the odd road trip, what would you choose? So the daily commutable car and the weekend car. Value, value? Um, 50 grand. Okay, good. 50 grand or for both? Yes. Yeah. For both. Uh, weekend car, we're gonna say it, we say it every week, M MX5, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. MX5 no, or Abba. Sorry, so it's, it's one car, dual purpose. Ah, one car. One car to do everything. One car. Well, for, a, for a family or just, just you and your missus or you I and your mate? I not about this much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we say for, no, not for a family, just for two Mimi missus. Just for, just for, just for a solo guy. Uh, <sighs> I hate. <laughs> I hate. 
Yeah, you can try. <laughs> I mean, you can't you can't go wrong with an M2 comp. You just can't. Um, A45S is another good one because it's it's got a bit more room than them. It's fifty grandish, new, um, or anything like SUV, fast SUV. McCann's good, but it's not like it's it's a bit it's a bit. That's if you got kids. M M2 comp. A45S, anything hot hatch, that sort of thing, I would think. Julia Quadrifoglio? The only reason why I didn't say that, that always comes into my head, but it's just the the entertainment, mate. You know, it's just, it's a great car, but if you think as an all-round package, you you do pretty well. RS3, maybe, but you wouldn't get get the new shape one for that. Um... I think golf are to tick every box. Yeah, to tick every box. They're hot hatches. Hot super hatch. Yeah, yeah. I'd go them. One of them too. Uh, So someone had their hands up at the back here. Let's do. Let's do two or three more, and then we'll um, wrap things up. Oh yeah. Uh, Question for Tony: Seven one eight Spider or nine nine one Targa? Seven one eight Spider or nine nine one Targa? 3.8, 3.8, oh, 3.8, not the turbo. Me, personally, out of the Targa, for sure, 100%. They're different cars, mate. They're very different in the way they behave. Um, values are similar, similar probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The 911's just... It's the daddy of sports cars, isn't it? It's the grown-up 911 sports car. So the, the 718, as good as it is, um, I'd always go 911, for sure. And me okay. personally, I think mm. if I had to pick a sports car for every day, one car, I'd have a 911 over anything, full stop. A friend of mine who's got all the cars in the world, and I like to talk about him on this podcast and not name him because he gets really upset when I do, um, he said that he'd figured out that the 911 is fundamentally the best car when it's your only car. Yeah. As in, if, if, you're, if you're a collector or you amass many things you'll probably not use it as much as you think. But if it's your one go-to sports car, that's when it's amazing. I think the 718 is, will feel more like a weekend toy than I would think a, a Targa would. I think a Targa could just, you could, suits every single situation. Yeah. I, I think where maybe you'd look at the Spider as a bit, bit more of a, a toy. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Thanks. Good luck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, behind you, someone's been waiting for a while. Yeah, just uh, we'll pass that mic back. Thank you very much. Question. <clears throat> He's going to start singing. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I can't sing. Uh, question for Tony. You've obviously loved the Euros over the time. Um, obviously, Sam saying how wealthy you are and how rich you are. Are you going to get the new Ferrari? I'm going to say Purasang. Purasang. Purasang? Purasang. Let's go. No. Not interested. Why not? This is 400 grand. I'm not interested. I'd, ra- I'd, rather, I'd rather spend half the money and have an Urus. Would you for get, what it is. Would you get the V6 hybrid, the V8, whatever the... Next engineers, uh, if it was two sixty plus options, but we know it's not going to be two sixty plus options. If it was, well, well, it could be. Well, it could actually be two sixty, but that's still going to be three thirty, three forty. It's too much money, mate, for an for an SUV, supercar. I have no problem spending that sort of money, but not not uh, not. <laughs> Just to wind you all up a little bit more. <laughs> Third world problems here. Uh, Economy's crashing. Get me a Chiron. Yeah. But, but an, an SUV, I, I personally don't think that really 100 grand is enough for an SUV. Range Rover's perfect for an SUV. You don't, why are you spending 400 grand on an SUV? It's like, 
You know what I mean? It's willy waving. And you've completely written off the 707, DBX 707. DBX 707. You just said it's there. Yeah, it's a crap car. But a bit, a bit. I mean, what is that car? It, what, yeah. What, why do you like the 707? Just to attack you publicly. Because an Aston Martin. No, I, I'm not saying I like it personally. I do, but I'm not going to try and justify you do, it. Do you like it? Yeah, I do. Deluded. <laughs> do you like it more than a Euros? Yeah. Oh, wow. no. Because people, oh, people like Tony who drive a Euros, so... Oh, he's lost the plot. <laughs> oh, he's not, he, he's not well. Next question, please. <laughs> <laughs> he needs some, something giving back to him. Someone had their hands up somewhere. Thank you. Uh, Favourite driving road in UK and Europe, or both? <sighs> oh, it's, it's so difficult, this. Hell. UK, no. Europe. <sighs> I mean, where do you start? Well, our UK, I, I think we've said it before, the best driving road in the UK is your go-to road. Uh, you know, I'm sure all of us, okay, fine, we, some of us live in London, that's tricky. But there is a road that you know is your, oh, I like doing that. You know, whenever you go and visit your friends or your parents or you're going to work or whatever it is, there's always one road which you know you, you know really well and you know you can blat it. And that, for me, because Tony's kind of right, apart from some parts of Wales and Scotland, it's really hard to find a quiet, great road in the yeah. UK. It just is. So yeah. I, I think the, the best road, and for me, there's a few in the Cotswolds near my parents that are my go-tos. Especially if you've driven in Europe as well. If you've driven a lot of the good roads in Europe, like, you would say the same as us. Exactly the same. You'd go, well, why do you want to drive here? Uh, and we're big fans of Spain at the moment. Should we just keep it yeah, in there? Yeah, big, big fans yeah. of Spain, near, near, in and around Madrid or... or, or East of Madrid towards the Pyrenees as yeah. well. At the moment, it's our favourite area. Yeah, so for sure, yeah. Couldn't name one particular one. Yeah. Uh, let's do one or two more. One or two more, and then we'll wrap things up. Uh, let's pass the mic slowly forward to so the man in the cap. Uh, another one for Tony. Um, disregarding the supercar driver trips you do, when you go over your mates, who do you use for organising? Is it a company? So separate to supercar driver, when he's just doing his mates trips, who does he use? Yeah. Or we do it ourselves. We li literally do it ourselves. So there's obviously five or six of us that go away all the while together two or three times a year. We, we just do it. We know all the roads. Um, we, you know, we'll plot hotels and, and whatnot. So we literally do it ourselves, mate. Put your hands up if you would go on a behind-the-glass driving tour. Yeah, we fought this. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a crash. I mean, can you imagine all of us yeah. in Wales somewhere? And that's death immediately. Have you seen how this guy drives? He's a nutter. Don't, yeah. don't bring him anywhere. <laughs> uh, one more question then, come on, we'll wrap it up. Uh, let's come back to the Max. I did say that he was going to ask a question right at the front here. Um, Make it a good pre one. Pressure's boy. on now. No, God, God, no pressure, boy. All right, question for Sam. Do you think the... Alfa Romeo Quadrifoglio is an underrated car, and would you use it as a daily car? Quadrifoglio being underrated, I think it still is underrated, mate, 100%. Like, we talk about it regularly, and, you know, we, we do discuss the infotainment thing. It, it's probably a bit harsh, because there's plenty of cars out there, and, you know, DBX, we just go in on the infotainment, but it's because we spend our lives in cars. That, that's why it's the first thing that we pick up on, because it's something that we find very important. It probably is sometimes a bit harsh just to literally ruin a car because it's got crap infotainment. Um... I drove Julia to Festival of Speed or, yeah, something. Yeah, Festival of Speed this year. And I was a little bit... I think I'd maybe looked at rose tinted glasses for a while. It was the first time I'd been in it for about a year or so, and I was a bit like... Mm, but maybe I just had a bad drive there. Um, would I have one as a daily? 
I would have this station wagon if they ever built it. I don't know if I'd have a... I've got, you know, not the Twiggy Willy really ever goes in the back. She's on my knee most of the time, but... It's due um, a new one, that car. That, there's a, due there's an update. An, it's yeah, due a has got to be a refresh and an update of that car. Don't forget, it's five or six years old now, isn't it? So... You know what we never talked about? Sorry, just a great question, but it's made me think of that new Maserati that finally got unveiled, the new Gran Turismo. Didn't even talk about it. Thank God. Oh, my... <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to bring that up next week because talk about cars that have barely changed it's essentially the Gran Turismo just with the MC20 engine and cost 230 grand really? Is it that made all the money oh right yeah, that's why we're not interested no probably not yeah. um, anyway well thank you so much for, for all the questions we have gone well over our allocated time I'm sure you're all desperate to leave um, thank you so much for coming uh, those of you who've been watching of course subscribe to this channel we're trying to build our subscriber numbers once again turn on notifications so you don't miss future episodes if you want to follow Tony he's at Tony Gravelwood Car Sales on most social media platforms I'm at Seen Through Glass on most social media platforms. Thank you to Duke of London, Dino Tice for hosting us. Everyone, give yourself another round of applause. Thank you for coming. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 